The Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week, we are kicking off our Halloween month, month of October, by looking at a couple of spooky movies. Well, okay. A couple of horror movies, I guess. Right. Um, And we're starting it off with The Oily Maniac from 1976, directed by Meng Kuo Ho, or rather, Ho Meng Kuo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is not tough to follow at all. This is a very straightforward slasher schlocky monster but movie. i mean like what, i think like whatever like, yeah whatever yeah. scary movie comes oh, as in the next movie series. after this yeah it's gonna be it's like when the band yeah. that opens in front of you is like turns their back to the audience and like they turned up their amps but their guitars aren't plugged in and yeah there's like a fire on stage there's all yeah and it's like you might think like that you're more entertaining than that band, but you still don't want to follow yeah, them. And you might not even you're not be gonna, more You're not going to go away from that concert being like, man, the headliner was great. You're going to be like, remember all that weird noise? And, right. and-, <laughs> and you're bonded for life over that. And I feel like we're, if we weren't already bonded like brothers, <laughs> like watching Oily Maniac this week together, but separate. Yeah, this, is, this mm. connects us for life. It's something, man. I something. I knew, yeah, when I found out about this movie, once we started doing the podcast, I'm like doing this thing where I'm like, okay, what are some things that might come up over the course of this podcast that maybe listeners or other people might be like, hey, have you seen this movie? Or hey, have you heard of this? And it actually wasn't directed towards Oily Maniac. But once I found out about it, I was like, whoa, this is <laughs> something else. Like, we have yeah. to find a way to talk about this movie. And then yeah, once I watched it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we should say this Heroes 3 podcast episode is rated R. <laughs> well, I yeah. want to try to make sure we can do like, yeah, stay on the sunny side of the podcast street and not get yeah. like, booted yeah. to the restricted section or whatever. For but, sure. For um, sure. If yeah, if, Well, it's not, if, a, it's not a language thing. It's a content thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we've seen like in the podcast so far we've seen a couple of of you know assault kind of scenes but it's like a central part of this movie yeah i mean i think if- now, granted the people that commit the assaults are very much in the wrong and get you know horribly murdered but right yeah it doesn't i don't think it glorifies them but yeah i guess the trigger warning could be if you need a trigger warning for anything this is yeah it's just trigger warning period like all of them like if bad editing triggers you then don't watch this movie (laughs) if bad music editing triggers you don't watch this movie (laughs) but i will say that i mean the version on amazon prime like all the celestial pictures shaw brothers movies the transfer is beautiful. It looks yeah. and sounds oh, yeah. very yeah, very good. It looks about as good as it can. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I could see it almost being better if you're watching it on like a scuzzy old VHS. Yeah, like especially because I'm sure there would have been a dub back in the day. I'd um, love to mm-hmm. find that. That would be yeah, so much yeah, fun. I haven't been able to track it down. I couldn't find a dub, but a dub of this would be amazing. And yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for it being on Amazon Prime, it'd be pretty hard to track down right now. Yeah. Yeah, for, for real. Yeah, those, would you want to give some like background just to the movie in general? Yeah, so Oily Maniac, it's a Shaw Brothers film. It came out in 1976. Um, Matthew mentioned it's directed by Ho Meng Hua, who's got um, uh, some movies under his belt. He directed uh, not Master of the Flying Guillotine, but he directed The Flying Guillotine. Uh, <laughs> which stars uh, Chen Quan Tai from Executioners from Shaolin. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, so, yeah, Shaw Brothers in this time, I mean, obviously they're known for martial arts and uh, wuxia and stuff like this. But um, around now, they kind of dabbled in other genres that were kind of popular around the world. So this is basically a monster movie, but it's also deeply rooted in exploitation. So you've got those yeah. tropes throughout this movie <laughs> handled very excessively. And um, yeah. Yeah. yes, but also Shaw Brothers did uh, the Super Inframan, which is their kind of foray into tokusatsu and like, um, I guess, rubber suit heroes. And mm. that also stars our main uh, uh, star of this film, Danny Lee. And um, and Danny Lee is great. I think yeah. it's like I did oh, yeah, a little. Danny Lee's, yeah. I definitely want to watch other movies that he's in. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we will definitely cover uh, mm-hmm. films with him in the future because yeah, he was in The Killer, right? The um, so uh, John, yeah, uh, John Woo film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's going on is um, uh, before we get into that, uh, Shaw Brothers also did another movie called The Mighty Peking Man which is oh, yeah. like a King Kong film. And that also stars Danny Lee. <laughs> so huh. they've kind of got their um, hands yeah, in different. If I remember right, he was kind of, he was sort of in their more kind of like uh, present day slot. Like he was kind of yeah. viewed as more of like a, a leading man, like of that era rather than like a period star. Sure. He did. He did do uh, a bit of, like uh, kung fu cinema uh, work as well within Shaw Brothers. So Oily Maniac, like I said, it's a horror movie. It's a monster movie. It's an exploitation movie. So we yes. get and it is some... rooted in like a like a Malaysian like ghost tradition, right? right. And I yeah. did a bit of research on that. Crawl. Yeah. So oh, cool. um, so I mentioned a little bit about Danny Lee. So I wrote a little kind of thing about him because yeah. this is our introduction to him. So uh, not just an oily superhero, he also <laughs> stars in the Super Inframan, a weird but possibly fun double feature with the right crowd, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these, these two movies are really oddball for different reasons. Uh, and like I said, he also stars in The Mighty Peking Man, uh, King Kong ripoff that was a year later in 1976. Shortly after that, in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, Lee would begin to find kind of his career path when it comes to film. So in 1979, he co-starred in a movie called The Brothers, where he played a uh, like a hot-blooded police officer that kind of becomes at odds with his brother, who ends up becoming like a mob boss. And um, that movie kind of 
started this kind of gritty kind of crime action and uh that would influence like john woo so like a better tomorrow is kind of like yeah uh, yeah i know the brothers is considered a kind of a classic and i think i think also the uh i think yun chung yan was choreographing on that one. oh great oh cool Remember, cool who choreographs yeah. here in this movie yeah and so in the 80s this is like 1986 is a better tomorrow and in the 80s is when uh danny lee and chow yun fat would really come together and basically redefine like crime action in hong kong so movies like uh, city on fire and the killer like you said they've gone on to yeah a better tomorrow right they've gone on to inspire so many directors not only in the east but also in the west so like guys like you know tarantino and robert rodriguez and all these guys really mention these films as uh big inspirations so yeah i can um, i can promise you that quentin tarantino has seen oily maniac yeah Yeah, oh for sure yeah he probably owns like a reel of it you know like (laughs) probably he's probably the reason why it's on amazon (laughs) yeah like oh yeah i I, I got a i got a reel of that why not it's funny i was i was honestly thinking guys while watching the movie it's like if I ever did happen to meet Quentin Tarantino, this would be how I would start the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, like, I'm just assuming it's that. like okay, like maybe uh, we have a mutual friend, you know, the oily maniac killer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure, he'd just start going. You wouldn't even have to really yeah. incite anything. So, um, but yeah, so. I would say similar to Jackie Chan around the mid 80s with Police Story, Danny Lee really became a hero of the police force. And it was to the fact where that officers uh, in Hong Kong, I've heard, have like given him this like Sir Lee or Officer Lee title. And um, that's so cool. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. I mean, although personally, I don't think anything can really match the hero story song from police story right like yeah yeah. (laughs) that's super cool so yeah so that's kind of danny lee our introduction to him in the heroes three world so um here we have him in a very different role (laughs) i'm looking forward to him being a more actiony role because in this movie he plays a guy who i guess they say has polio right and like one of his legs is is crippled he has to walk on these little like crutch things and he really has like a complex because of it yeah (laughs) and it really drives him to do a lot of what he ends up doing in the film there's a great there's a great little moment where he's like oh man uh, hitting himself on the legs why am i crippled (laughs) oh Jeez. Yeah, oh, the the roughest part is whenever he's with like his uh, yes uh, co- kind of cousin slash love interest. That's a yeah. weird thing to get into. <laughs> uh, and she he like promises her that he'll protect her no matter what, and she immediately starts over and looks at his leg. It's like, oh man, ooh, and there's like rough. this really dramatic like zoom into his yeah his crutches. Yeah. Oh man, you know it's yeah. funny. I would say like the raw ingredients of this movie have lots of potential, and I'm not trying to, to oh, slag yeah. it off or anything, but the idea of this handicapped protagonist that through. Um, some kind of ancient magic is able to to get this power. I mean, it's actually it's something we see in comic books, even really. Mm-hmm. It's it's so weird. Like at the time of recording this, Venom is about to open in theaters. Whoa, he's an oily maniac. Yeah, it's totally. <laughs> Venom is there's an oily there's maniac. tons of overlap. I think. In fact, I think they're even getting similar reviews from what I'm reading. Oh <laughs> man, um, nice. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, I was actually looking it up, and um, Venom's first appearance in a comic was 1988. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or it could have hmm. been like 86. Um, so well after, uh, you know, Oli Maniac uh, left mm. his mark on the planet. Um, Dude, I love the Venom Oily Maniac comparison. <laughs> That's super cool. Is and it, of course, this... another uh, another important comparison that another later 80s kind of movie monster is Toxic Avenger. Yes. That was the sure. first thing I thought of whenever we watched sure. this. Was, oh, yeah. Obviously, this is nowhere near as violent as that is, but it's the same kind of idea of like, you know, oil and, you know, sludge and, you know, pollution basically turning you into. Uh, right. A and monster. you got this kind of I mean, he's not like picked on because of his handicap in the film but you kind of have this social reject that ends up becoming right. this yeah. anti-hero yeah very very similar i like that and, too yeah That's danny pretty... lee really puts the anti and anti-hero oh man <laughs> here in this he's movie. like what? really like his face yeah. is scrunched up through half of the mm-hmm. film <laughs> it's really yeah. interesting you know it's like i think this is a movie that will yeah if you're ready for this kind of like exploitation film or cinema of this period i think it's a really engaging movie but it's it's also crazy like, in terms of like character motivations or logic or values yeah <laughs> by the by the end of the film just about everyone has some kind of dark side um, right mm-hmm. and to me it's not necessarily handled with that much intention yeah um yeah. but it is yeah i guess it's like we we're saying at the beginning it really is kind of this shocking like exploitation film front and center this is maybe one of the only movies where it's like you could have gone to the the bathroom um <laughs> and you would have only missed like one horrible rape scene yeah <laughs> yeah you would also what you, three? Yeah, you would have missed like twelve sets of boobs, though. Yeah, it, it, for real. It's There's just, so many boobs. It's in this just movie. crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's just one guy's opinion, but it's definitely too much, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little too much. And, and um, it's not hand. It's like that's still that's, that's the thing. If the boobs were in a more like fun situation, I guess, but you see a lot of boobs. Where it's very much supposed to be, hey, look at this girl's boobs, but mm-hmm. it's, it's almost know, in the always of, kind of, of an horrific. assault. Yeah, horrific yeah. or something. Well, what's weird is it's like there's a real. Um, I think it. I think it's good to be forewarned about the some of the content of the movie because mm-hmm. early on there is a scene where uh, where Danny Lee's love interest is being like held by this henchman dude, and it's typical kind of Hong Kong like they're kind of squirming, but he's really just holding her shoulders, and the yeah. camera is kind of like whipping around, and it's like, then... oh, this is just kind of innocent, and but yeah, the the following sequence, it's anything but innocent. I mean, you can tell that this is, yeah, this is sort of like the, this is like Shaw Brothers after hours or whatever. Yeah. Right. But that's that's a big part of it. But they do also, there is actually some kind of interesting story material, like in the middle of the movie. So Danny Lee's character like works at this law firm Mm -hmm. and yeah. what did you guys think about? There's this like rape trial at the center of the movie. For me, I thought. That seems nuts. I thought it was like. That didn't need to ha- it was such a prolonged scene where they kind of mm-hmm. do this oh man i wrote a th- good thing in my notes Yo, about I it i love the thing that you wrote i'll let you Hold say on. it though i, I have to find it <laughs> but what's so what's so interesting is it's like um it turns out that this is you know this is like this ploy like the woman that's accusing this man of rape is 
is making it up and she's in cahoots with her lawyer, who's a real scumbag. Mm -hmm. If there's a true villain of the movie, it's got to be this lawyer. And he is the most like 70s exploitation ass villain. He like the first time you see him, he has these sunglasses on, his hair's all slicked back. He's smoking a cigar in a white suit. And he's great. And like everyone else in this movie, like most of the dialogue is basically just like telling people like who they are and what they're doing. (laughs) And I know we've encountered that before, like, in some of our Hong Kong films, like, oh, like one of my favorite lines, I know I called it out, I think it was in Legendary Weapons of China. Yeah, I remember when it's like, um, uh, she's trying to convince Lao Garlong's character, or trying to get him to spill the beans that like he is who she believes he is. And he's like, why are you so sure that I'm Lei Kung? The the person who did this, it's you, Lei Kung. And yeah. that, just, that just works. It's like that, that convinced yeah. him. In this movie, it's sort of like, you've had polio your whole life. We're going. It's very like direct. Yeah, um, we've been really good friends since we were kids. You know. (laughs) Yeah, especially like in boardroom conversations. And yeah, this slimy lawyer is is all. Oh right. So this courtroom case is like a rape trial, and they do this thing where they have two testimonies: one from the uh, victim and one from the uh, the I guess the supposed assailant, and Mm -hmm. they reenact each of these scenes. based on their testimony so what i wrote is it's like a truck stop version of rashomon (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it totally is yeah Yeah. like throw throw in the like green uh christmas tree air freshener (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's it's a weirdly well done bit like it a lot a lot of this movie has really bad and jarring editing but editing in this scene's actually pretty good like and like it cutting between the yeah the acting's really good it cuts between them in the courtroom and then them like at the scene first being like innocent and it's just you know just a guy saying that you know he got with this girl and then the girl saying no he assaulted me but like it'll cut between like her saying what's happening and then it actually happening in the flashback. It's surprisingly well done, especially given what movie it's in. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the tough, the tough thing is it's like the tone is almost playing for laughs. Like when they're juxtaposing the flashbacks and it just, yeah, it just doesn't quite feel good. The, The other thing that I found interesting about the sequence is, it's this sham accusation, which mm-hmm. again, I mean, there's a lot of like old fashioned male perspective in this movie. It's yeah. like, you know how women are always going to falsely accuse you of rape, you know? Um, <laughs> but actually I really like how the, even though it ends up being all sort of faked, I like how the lawyer is handling this and he's trying to protect her dignity. And he asked the judge to, clear the courtroom of everyone present except for the oh, jury right. and the legal team and oh this is all really nice but it's like it's yeah it's for actually this kind of villainous woman and i think that's uh, mm-hmm. lao lao wai ling who's the actress and she's she's great in this um, and also uh really kind of making things kind of clear from the get-go just in her portrayal it's clear that yeah she's a deceptive person but yeah, those sequences are are crazy. What's tough though, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if if the first flashback, which is like the dude's story, it's like if that's true. I mean, that kind of seems just I don't know. Unless it was like this, <laughs> it must have been a plan from the beginning to try to get this gentleman's fortune or something. Yeah, I think in the end, the only thing that matters is 
more motivation for the oily maniac to kill, right? Yeah, so but we should probably... Yeah, yeah, we should get into some... Yeah, we should get into the, the, the oily maniac himself. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. Beware of the oily maniac. Every one of you hearing this, look out. Because soon, very soon, the most horrifying monster menace ever conceived will be oozing into your ears. Run, don't walk from the oily maniac. A young man is passed down a curse, turning into an unstoppable tool of vengeance. He uses the power to protect the woman he loves, but from then on, there's no stopping the oily maniac as it kills anyone deemed unworthy. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. How can it be stopped? Mob hysteria sweeps one city. Before long, the nation, and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the oily maniac. Starring Danny Lee and a cast of exciting young people. Get set. It's coming soon. Now, we should say uh, that the, uh, we don't have to go like in order, but the yeah, movie opens with uh, this text description that's... Uh, it doesn't yeah. go into a lot of detail, but it does indicate that this connects to this Malaysian ghost belief. And I think it's referred to as like Orang Minyak. Is, yeah, is so right? I did yeah, some homework so. on that too. Uh, I got enough information out of that first uh, introductory like uh, text scrawl that I was able to piece it together. So yeah, it's a Malaysian folktale. And you're right, it's called Orang Minyak. And the Orang Minyak is a Malaysian ghost story about a creature covered in shiny black grease that would mm. abduct women at night. And Orang Minyak itself means oily man in Malay. So, <laughs> yeah, over the years, there's been a lot of kind of portrayals of this uh, character. I looked some of them up and they seem kind of low budget, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so a lot of these... Uh, stories tie him to preying on women and sometimes they uh, say that he preys on virgins and uh, we kind of we don't literally get to see that he's more in this movie he's like I've seen it referred to as like a superhero movie in a way which is really weird to think yeah. I mean it almost has those kind of overtones because like the one thing that surprised me about the movie is after his first uh, transformation into the Oli Maniac that after his he had kind of this first round of killing. He comes back home and he turns back into his normal self. I, I was kind of expecting that he was all in once he had transformed. Oh, shoot. yeah. And so there yeah, is kind of this like alter a... ego thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the, I saw people compare it to like the Wolfman or sure. Dr. Like Mr. Hyde. It reminds or... me a lot of like the original Incredible Hulk TV I show. I thought yeah, that, that too. too. That too. Yeah. There are these uh, shots of, uh, him hitchhiking main... down the road with no, Seth but there's like <laughs> oh, these yeah. zoom ins on his face, and you'll see he has like red like contacts in, yeah. and that totally reminded me of shots from the original Incredible Hulk TV show. But um, one of the funny facts that I found out was in the fifties. I don't have a confirmation of this, but okay. <laughs> it said that uh, women would wear like sweat, sweaty clothing to appear like they've just been with a man to help ward off the oily uh, man, like to show <laughs> them, hey, virgins. I'm not gotcha. a virgin. Like, <laughs> that's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, this movie 
it starts off in this like coconut oil factory and uh you get the introduction of the main character whose name is ah yung i believe yeah ah yung yeah and, um, and I love the music. It's like this. It was yeah, like a. Yeah. It's like a corporate film from like the fifties, where it's like oh, this dude, upbeat music, and it's showing them like doing all the stuff. Like this is where the coconuts are processed. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, actually, what that that's reminding me of something I was thinking of when watching this movie. This would have been one of the best MST3K movies. Oh, it totally yeah. is. Yeah, and actually, one of my friends that I know is a big fan of Mystery Science Theater. Um, he 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 knew about Oily Maniac and, and once I watched it I had to like go actually one of my friends oh his name's Warren and he's done some artwork for the show so yeah, like yeah. big shout outs to Warren super cool dude check out his artwork and all this stuff but uh, yeah I had to talk to Warren about it um, after <laughs> I saw it because it's like totally can just picture it like a mystery science theater episode mm-hmm. yeah so um our main character and his cousin are coming to visit their uncle at the coconut oil factory. But what ends up happening is there's this kind of, there's these ruffians that are kind of strong arming the, the plant and they have like a contract and um, they kind of get caught up in the middle of this. And what ends up happening is that the uncle who is played by Ku Feng, who is a Shaw Brothers star actually we've seen him in come drink with me he's actually the guy if i'm remembering right he's the guy holding the severed hand at the beginning of the film you remember when the bandits attacked the caravan yeah Yeah, that's kufing and um i'm pretty sure uh listeners correct me if i'm wrong (laughs) but um (laughs) so he plays the uncle and he gets caught up in the middle of this uh fight over the uh, the contract and he ends up accidentally well it's in self-defense he stabs a guy and kills him yeah but of course that's whenever the cops show up and he ends up getting uh thrown in jail and and gets the death penalty yeah dude in that sequence when the cops show up there's some really fun wild continuity at least for me it was like when it would like cut to a different angle it would seem like that's not the yeah. same place yeah is that even the same country? It was really cool. And then he runs away through this like skyway and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it, but a lot of this movie was shot in Malaysia. So yeah, yeah. you can, it kind of does feel like some of this is like, oh, that was shot in a coconut farm in Malaysia. And oh, that was shot in a soundstage in Hong Kong. Yeah, there's a lot you know? of that. And the music in this sequence is really cut strangely. What's a wise <laughs> kind of like sure. jumps around but um but then the, I, I really like the kind of prison scene uh, yeah that follows us and okay so he's put to death and before uh he's executed he summons uh danny lee's character ayung and um this is kind of like this thing he's like I know that you suffered because of your polio. This is where you find out. But this is where you also find out for sure that him and Ayu are cousins because he Ayung says to the uncle, "We couldn't testify because we're your family." So it's like yeah. this kind of strange cousin yeah, like thir- romance yeah, thing. Yeah, being in love with 13th aunt. Yeah, something. <laughs> so um the uncle summons him and he's like, I have to show you something. So what he does is he takes his shirt off and he's got this Which super... was an awkward moment for yeah. two or three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then he turns around and... 
Right, another case of strange editing. <laughs> and yeah. he has this weird tattoo on his back that kind of looks like half like a... Kind of looks like Sharpie. Yeah, it looks yeah. like pink <laughs> marker. And it looks like a kid was trying to recount a horror tale <laughs> that he was told maybe an hour ago. <laughs> but yeah, but, then he's, he's saying... Uh, yeah, he's saying that this is something that like his father wrote on his back and that it's this kind of a uh, dark magic spell or something. He says, yeah, he was a shaman or a sort of exorcist, as the subtitles say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Shaman's probably a little more. That's yeah. one of those. I'm sure that's literally what the words are in Chinese, but it doesn't quite translate right. So Ayun kind of makes an inscription of it on a sheet of paper, and they part ways, and that's the last you see of the uncle. <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap on the uncle. Yep. After this little bit, we see him kind of going into work. Uh, we get, <laughs> I like the note, Danny Lee's scowls are golden in this movie. Yeah. He is scowling <laughs> yeah. left, right, and center in this movie, and it's great. But yeah, it shows that he's like kind of overworked. Everyone's like mad at him for being late, even though he was literally visiting his uncle in, on death row. Uh, and then we get to see Lily Lee, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. She's, so, yeah, she's great. And it's cool seeing her in this like, contemporary kind of mm -hmm. yeah because we last saw her in what executioners from shaolin that's right yeah yeah, yeah. and then before that in uh dreadnought yep yep she's and got I'm sure a really we'll see her in the future so yeah she's got it's a really she... cute hairstyle in this film this yeah it's very bomb. like kind you know, of she was reminding me of bomb. uh Gemma chan who's in uh, crazy rich asians and kind of a bigger supporting part oh okay huh. cool i haven't seen yeah. it so i'll take your word for it but yeah, this is an what do you guys think of this? Yeah, this workplace. Uh, <laughs> so it's like environment. Like, I'm uh, not sure what he's doing because they're like, here are the documents. And it's like, do you have those typed? And it's like, oh, so he's just supposed to type the documents? Like, what's he? Yeah, maybe he just makes uh, reports based on minutes or, you know, something yeah. like that. But whatever he does, all the other people do is just dump on him the whole time. He's, right. yeah. Everybody's yeah, giving him a hard time. He even says, it's like, oh, well, why were you late? And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like my uncle, <laughs> my uncle was executed today. And then honestly, this coworker <laughs> says, that's your own problem. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be late. And she, like she does not take a beat. It was, it was really, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's really strange. But I suppose this is like, and it kind of makes sense for this like office culture when you think of their boss, who, as we said, it's just like kind of the scummiest guy. Oh yeah, you see him, and yeah. even without him saying anything, you know he's yeah, he just <laughs> yeah. looks like a sleaze. scumbag. I mean, yep. he'd be he'd be great as sort of like a friend of like the villain and yes, madam or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He kind of sure. reminded me. Yeah, he he kind of reminded me of the main guy, the main villain in Yes, Madam, who also had sunglasses and a white suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, this, um, uh, after this is whenever we get that where we get that scene of of uh ah young being really like really frustrated because yeah. like he promises to protect his cousin but he just feels like he can't well, and, and he it's starts, weird because like, they have this kiss and it's like it's oh, not a kiss that would get like the dude. golden popcorn at the MTV not not especially it's not gonna razzy for that all kiss. the kissing in this movie is really all strange it. <laughs> maybe it was just me but it was like no, no. i i definitely wrote oh. that in my notes yeah every romantic or sexual interaction yeah. in this movie is very is unsettling. horrible it's horrible yeah. even the ones that are supposed to be good are still yes. kind of horrible <laughs> they're just right 
like I don't know if they were directed in these scenes or or what, but it most of the time it looks like they're just smushing their faces together. And mm-hmm. if their face is smushing on another part of a person's body, it's just smushing against that too. It's like yeah. really, really and bad. There's some there's some odd things, like not to jump around too much scenes that are more explicit the camera will be really strange too because it'll do this zoom and like like a gratuitous zoom that you're kind of expecting and then it'll do another one like on her knees yeah there's a great one later where their people are like getting all intimate and then it like pans down to their legs and like kick a pillow off yeah and there's like nothing happening there it's like you're just seeing this guy's hairy legs (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, yeah back to back to this scene so like they have this kiss and then he's asking her it's like oh please stay and it's like it really does seem like it's just because he's handicapped and yeah. I suppose like blood <laughs> relation um, that like they can't be together. And he even says, no, I, I can sleep on the floor. And she's like, no, yeah, I, I have to go. And that's that's when he goes into his like, yeah, why am like, I crippled? Yeah, he gets all sad. He's freaking out. And and again, this is one of those. There's a couple of shots in this movie that are like surprisingly artistic <laughs> Yeah. And this yeah. is one cuz like in the in his in his kind of rage and he's like finds the piece of paper and it says like dig a hole in the middle of his house so he starts like get a pickaxe and he's digging it. I love how he wastes no time. He's like dig a hole in the middle of the house. Got it. And I'm like yeah, <laughs> done. It's like oh whoops, I read it wrong. Like place a pole in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> I got it right the first yeah, time like, I know destroys it. Destroys his home. With this pickaxe. I love that he hits the lamp, like is his lamp dangling or the, this right. light fixture yeah. is kind of dangling. And he hits it's changing it and the it's lighting just, of the room the whole time. And it's just constantly like pendulum back and forth and back and forth for like, you know, five minutes or whatever as he's digging this hole and yeah and everything. But yeah, yeah. you really do get the, the emotion out of his despair because like before that when he's kind of having his fit or... They're using Dutch angles really well, and the yeah. the lighting is really well done. So yeah, there's some some sparks of of, of glory in this film. Yeah, no, for <laughs> for sure. I mean, and I I do love like the kind of ceremony and the sort of like dark magic of this first uh, transformation scene. What was a little like odd for me is after this happens, and I guess I was still kind of learning the rules of the movie or the magic or whatever. I was kind of assuming that either he transforms back into the oily maniac like in the evening or whatever, or he has to like redo this whole ceremony and say Mm -hmm. that prayer and stuff. Yeah. But in the rest of the movie, he basically just needs to find oil and like put it on himself. I think it's like, I think that's really weird. It's super (laughs) dumb, but I also love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is like maybe the best part of it. And one of my favorite moments of like just finding the oil is there's this like kind of construction site. Yes. And there's this barrel of like flaming boiling hot oil. It's just boiling. And he's walking up to it so happy. He's just like, ooh, piping hot oil. Goodie. And he just like starts pouring it on himself. I mean, Danny Lee went to the wall for this movie. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Oh, and we should also we we gotta call out the the visual effects artists who must have had so much sway over the edit mm. of the film because there's these I think they're really kind of cool but it's basically this sort of like moving mat 
and mm-hmm. uh, through yeah. the mat, you see this, uh, you see photography of um, this oil with this kind of like sparkles on it. Yeah. But what's interesting is it's like they linger on these shots a lot. Like it's really <laughs> kind of surprising. It's not something that I think I've ever seen before because normally it's like, oh, these are difficult shots to do. So we're going to kind of limit them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oily Maniac shows you what can happen when you really just hold on way too long on yeah. each of these shots all the time. So the editing, yeah, the editing in this film is super entertaining to me because yeah, a lot of these shots. So, okay, I mean, we're jumping around, right? But I want to get us. So we're right at the moment where he transforms yeah. to the oily maniac for the first time. So he he digs this pit up and he says a like a, a prayer. Actually, yeah, it's very, that itself is strange because he's praying for peace and yeah, power. Yeah. So he's like, I'm praying for peace and power. He, he like repeats that over and over and over. And he submerges into this oil that starts to form up from under the bottom of the pit and then uh after that you have your emerging of the oily maniac so it's this practical effect which i can always appreciate i know that we've said this before um he looks really like goofy but cool it's like this big plastic suit and he just he kind of looks like the swamp thing you know you know what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely especially in the eyes there are these like glowing eyes with the oil and then there's this exposed beating heart right it's like it's maybe like the grossest thing you've ever seen yeah it's Um, super cool it's like this kind of abstract human form where you just get like the eyes and the heart and i mean he he it's just a dude in a suit so i mean at least most of the movie uh when you have the oily maniac it does feel like the liquid is always moving and flowing yeah yeah right and um so he emerges but the, here's the editing thing again. So it's like, oh, my God, like the oily maniac, this monster finally arrives. And he has this really cool uh, unsettling scream. Anytime he shows up <laughs> on screen, yeah. there's this horrible scream. <laughs> but then immediately after that is a shot of the oily maniac just very casually walking out of his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it Dude, there's the a really cool oh. there's a really cool zoom in where it like shows him and shows the beating heart. They should have just ended the scene there instead of just having him just rooper duper do. <laughs> you can just so hear good. the fight though. It's like, no, how will we know that he got from here to there? <laughs> yeah, I need to see him leave the it's, house. It's super good. Dude, one of my probably my favorite um, oily maniac shot, and it's a casual oily maniac shot. Is when he comes back to his home. Later yes. in the movie. It's like after a hard day's work. I yeah. was thought the Willie same Lee thing. is hiding in the house. I oh, seriously man. told that to Joanna too. It was like, oh, it's tough like, uh, day at work. Oily tough maniac. day oh murdering rapists again. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Do. Oh man, so uh, so, so I love I love any any shot with the oily maniac is just pure gold. Like it's. Even if it's bad, it's good. Like it's really, it's really fun. And so then the other, the other cool. I guess we should kind of describe what the powers are. I mean, he seems to be incredibly strong. You know, one or two blows is enough to kill. But he can also take this uh, completely liquid form where he's just oil, and mm-hmm. as a liquid, he can just kind of move and zap around. 
Yeah, and apparently can move really Leak fast because later yeah, in the movie we see him, yeah, go under doors and go like into cracks of, of things and apparently can go fast because he like catches up with a car at one point. In, in the yeah. movie. There's a straight up car chase of the oily maniac versus <laughs> like his puddle form versus a car. It's super good. And that that's the other thing too. So like this is Shaw Brothers movie, right? So it's like um, in my in my head it was like, I wish, I just wish they would have gone a little more Shaw Brothers with this oily maniac. Like, <laughs> sure. can you imagine like Hungar style, like oily oh, maniac? <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah, no, right, no you, oily you mean, like, suplexes. Like if there was even like a little bit more like culture we get, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we get like action scenes where, where he basically he's just swinging his arms in the middle of a group of mm-hmm. guys that are trying to attack him but if yeah. we got like a little more intricate choreography out yeah, of oily like maniac a hor- like a horse stance or something yes he'd be so much more of a cult figure than than oh, you know dude, the, the totally... few people that know <laughs> well i do love his first outing is the maniac he's really coming to like protect his cousin and this is the first scene of like a genuinely terrifying assault mm-hmm. um and we're yeah really kind of shocking moment and he kills the first guy who's trying to assault her yeah, yeah. the other because the other guy runs off and says like i'm telling you this weird oily monster killed the guy so this is where we also get another amazing casual oily maniac where <laughs> he sees like his cousin that's been, you know, assaulted and he very gently like lays a blanket over her as yeah. the oily yeah, maniac. Yeah, no, he like protects her <laughs> modesty. Oh, yeah. Man. But then it's like an oily blanket. I mean, that's <laughs> the other thing is it's like uh, Danny Lee's character, he's... He doesn't put a whole lot of energy into protecting his uh, secret identity. Yeah. Especially because he leaves these oily tracks, like <laughs> the perfect footprints wherever he goes. Right. So Several you do, people figure it out. Yeah. You, you do get this kind of subplot almost of like the police chief trying to uh, figure out all of these crimes. But that really in the end doesn't add up to much. There's, yeah. I mean, the, the police kind of, play a figure in the final encounter against the Yoli Maniac, but it's it's not really a driving part of the film. It's just kind of added flair. And, and I suppose that the police chief isn't isn't totally a bad guy, but he's also depicted in this kind of swarmy, slimy way. Two top buttons open on the shirt, <laughs> brown sunglasses kind of a thing. So you're kind of expecting... And also, he's like really confident about... Uh, he arrests the guy who had already been found guilty of rape as the oily maniac he's convinced that this is this is yeah. the perpetrator and that now the terror will stop hey i'm only calling it out right. because like by the end it's like he's the one who kind of walks off into the sunset with lily lee and it's like wait what happened like who's the <laughs> the heroes in this movie um but no that's also part of the movie. appeal yeah it's like uh no yeah this is heroes zero yeah Hero, <laughs> heroes none um <laughs> yeah but at least so, this first yeah his first like evening or whatever as the oily maniac it does seem like it's 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 about protection and justice and the oily maniac is able to do what what he can't in his sort of handicap state yeah but as the movie goes on uh and sometimes he's just kind of like motivated by bad information or whatever right but his right. targets aren't always 
just yeah yeah and he's got this kind of almost this warped he's like a vigilante you know this this yeah. warped morality where it's like damn it maniac yeah <laughs> stay off the streets <laughs> But he like he'll get this idea in his head about a person and it's like, okay, I'll just turn into the oily maniac and kill them. (laughs) And it's like not all the way thought through. I mean, at least it's not it's not portrayed that way. So Mm -hmm. like as you're going through the movie, you kind of feel like, oh, dude, I'm not really on your side now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, especially. So there's like this case where. um, Yeah. Yeah, this woman comes in, and I guess she's like a pop star. Mm-hmm. This is after the the sort of skinny rape trial. Yeah. Right. And okay, so he ends up killing that woman. So we'll we'll get to this next one, but really yeah. quick. So like, yeah, that he, that just has one cool, really cool bit in it. Yeah, he ends up because he's there for the trial, and he kind of hears the sleazy lawyer and that a woman say, ah, we got him for the money, you know, whatever. And there's actually a funny shot when they're walking out of the courthouse and they're all talking. But if you look in the background, there's totally just like a normal, like a Western bystander that's watching them film it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You guys should go back and see that. It's really funny. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) But uh, so he basically is like, he hears this, so he kind of has that on his mind. Following this, there's a quick scene of him having dinner with his cousin, and he basically uh, professes his love and says, "I want, I want you to marry me." And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I promised myself to someone else." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "When?" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> wait a like second. Fifteen minutes ago. What's going on? <laughs> so oh, you sorry, see, oh, that was me. Sorry. That's <laughs> uh, all right. So you see the man from earlier in the film that was in the middle of the ruckus at the coconut oil factory. Yeah. He's the man that she's with now. This younger dude, but just as scummy as... Right. Yeah. So this man is played by Wa Lun, which we have seen in 36 Chamber of Shaolin. So he's one of the students. Oh, no. uh, he's the one that says like... I should have learned Kung Fu instead of ethics. What use is that? Oh. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. The, so um, I love when you get a chance to see actors that you're more familiar with in like period films. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's, oh, yeah it's fun. Get up. And also we like uh, we called out uh, Yuan Chung Yan who does the choreography here. But he definitely he brings in his uh, his brothers and some mm-hmm. of the gang as, as extras and some of the stunt performers in this movie, including his eldest brother, Yun Wu Ping. Yeah, which is crazy. Because whenever I saw him on the side, I was like, that guy looks really familiar. Then you guys (laughs) said that it's Yun Wu Ping. Like, whoa. Well, there's a a really cool shot where two dudes come at the oily maniac with swords, and it's uh, Su Xia and Yun Wu Ping who were the kind of co-choreographers of uh, Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master. Yeah, just a few years later. And and yeah, and I think I think Corey Yuan and some of the old gang like uh, Alan Chui Chung San or Yen Shi Quan pop up here and there. Yeah, so it's you see some of these these guys kind of peppered in the background and switching sides. Sometimes they're cops, sometimes they're thugs. Yeah. You know, whatever the situation calls for. But yeah, it's kind of a cool little tidbit for fans. Right, right. So okay, so um, he's feeling you know this horrible rejection, and he's also witnessed this kind of. Uh, you know, cruelty in the courtroom with their deception. So uh, his character just has this grudge and it's 
it's literally just a grudge against women. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. says, he's like, That's totally oh, what it seems like. women, like, women. <laughs> oh, I hate women. Yeah. So <laughs> in this kind of like fit, this is like the first instance of him just finding oil. So he finds a gas <laughs> station that oil. just closed. Oh, and he dude, looks and he brings the up window. like $10 a gas. Yeah. So he like, transform. Yeah. yep, he just grabs up from the pump and he pours gas all over himself and transforms. And then he just walks off. It's like, dude, you couldn't have left like, <laughs> some money. He's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Sorry>. Right. <laughs> so that's like, this He's whole scene the, is like. He caused the oil shortage in America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's when so, he, he marches off and we see the, we see that woman, the, the, this kind of deceptive woman from, from earlier and, and the lawyer, right? Um, it's just some dude. Or just some dude. I, I, I can't yeah. remember. But but they're like, you know, having kind of a, a night in and she's going to like freshen up in the bathroom. And he I the- love the bathroom set, by the way. It oh, was, yeah. Like, Me too. This, like shocking pink and it matches like what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It looks like super modern. It's yeah, it's great. And we get to see the oily maniac kind of bubbling up from the bathtub. It's so good. This reminded oh, me yeah. of that. Uh, remember that scene in Ghostbusters 2 when uh, Sigourney Weaver's character is uh, preparing a bath for her little baby? Oh, yeah, sure. Right, right, right. Yeah, but that the the effect of him emerging from the bathtub is really oh, cool. Yeah. To me, I think it's like a... It almost seems like a balloon that they're inflating. Yeah. Because you see it kind of... It looks like that. The way it moves kind of has that shape to it. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, so so he ends up killing the woman, and then he walks out of the bathroom, and he now we get... He kind of ignores the dude, because he's but like... But we get another great dude, casual oily maniac, because he like just very <laughs> yeah. nonchalant walks out through like this beaded curtain that's in the apartment and out the <laughs> this is like I mean, we all know the story of like Spielberg realizing he had to cut the scene in the shark because it just didn't work. This yeah. is what happens when you like leave those scenes in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like, sir, um, should we, should, did you mean to yell cut? No, no, we got, got to see him leave the apartment. <laughs> Man. Really cool. So now we get to uh, the part you were saying. So there's a young woman that, uh, meets with the lawyer and this is something i never would have expected to see in a movie. Ah, dude, this is just this whole thing it really does seem like it's written by like a rejected like teenage boy who doesn't <laughs> you know it's just like it's just kind of strangely anti-woman but like yeah, yeah. exploitative sexually and like unlike you guys are saying it's also really awkward like mm-hmm. the, <laughs> like the aggressive like assaulting sexual stuff the romantic sexual stuff like none of it reads right right um and there's so much plot that revolves around it it's i don't know it's (laughs) it's really crazy but yeah so her grievance um surprise surprise has to do with her breasts and she had a bad uh plastic surgery job yeah really bad like this is this was horrible. Yeah, this, it looks like oh my it God. looks like her right boob is like rotting or something. Well, like, and we know because weird. the lawyer basically just says like I gotta see. Yeah, of course. Talking about and without any hesitation. Oh man, it's horrible. And not only that, just how it looks, but when she does that, there's this hilarious there's this, like, like fog horror and like kind of sound. It's not quite that, but it's pretty close. It's great. This poor actress, like, how is this pitched to her? There's no way. Yep. Oh, man. Right. So he's basically kind of extorting 
this situation. So he says, oh, you're only going to be able to get this much money if I talk to the lawyer. She wanted 100000 in like a settlement from the doctor. Yeah. And this scummy dude is like, ah, no, you'll only be able to get 10000 Oh, did I tell you my cut is 50%? Yeah. yeah. And it's then really he turns bad. around, so, calls the doctor, and yeah. like, he argues for the whole 100 I mean, this was like so scummy. It's like, at least give her 8000 I, I I don't know. It's like, yeah. you've seen like the kind of, You've seen a version of this kind of scene before, but mm-hmm. I've never seen it this cold-blooded. Right. So he's kind of doing this to to benefit himself. But also, this plastic surgeon, when you see her next, she's performing surgery on a young woman. And what you find out is that she's doing surgery for, like, a pimp, basically, to make his prostitutes seem like virgins. So now you're like, wow, like this person's horrible too. Like everyone yeah, in this movie is everyone's bad. scummy. Like that yeah. seems almost unnecessary that she had to be that scummy, but there you there you go. Right. So yeah, uh totally. Jung found out about this situation. So of course now he's gonna take oil maniac, uh, yeah. you know, justice into his own hands. So in the middle of this surgery you see the puddle of the oily maniac arrive and it travels up to the top of the room and then it just splots down like well there's like a huge oily splotch that uh starts the sequence and then he ends up not only killing her but also the young prostitute and also the assistants so he's yeah. just straight up a murderer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that he comes so late for um, his boss, the lawyer, when in this case, it's like, what did this doctor? Oh, okay. The doctor clearly botched the surgery. Yeah. But first of all, like oily maniac doesn't really know that. I mean, he hears a tape recorder, whatever. There's no but context. It's like, yeah. It's like she paid up. She paid up the money that was <laughs> asked it's the yeah. lawyer and it was the lawyer that initiated the whole like false yeah so you too. should it's be like, going after the lawyer not yeah one oily maniac killing and then we'd have this life of peace and ease yeah but you know when this oil gets to your head yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess yep. so and this leads to whenever he's running away this leads to some of the the silliest parts of the movie because he he <laughs> yeah. runs away and the other the, like the the pimp dude is chasing him like a bike and Oymake is oh, doing man, like great. parkour kind of in this yeah. big goofy suit. There's some uh, really good reverse shots of him jumping up to high yeah, spots. Yeah, there's yeah. a there is a lot of yeah, there's a lot of reverse uh filming for jumping up to high places. The other thing that's amusing to me and I mean it's cool for variety's sake, but couldn't he just turn into the puddle and like nobody would see him and he would be able to travel a long distance. Yeah. But no, he's just very like, he's just taking a jog back to his place. And then there are some shots with the man on the bike, the the pimp, where it's like, oh, it's nighttime, but you just totally see a couple shots where it's daylight where he's riding his bike. It's <laughs> like, <"Wh-> what? <laughs> it's not even like one of these day for night filmings it's like no it's just daylight right now (laughs) it looks really good so um he tails him to his place and he sees who the oily maniac is yeah so um based on that you you see another well you knew he was bad already but Hmm. um he's gonna extort the oily maniac yeah for money so he's like calls him up and says like hey you need to bring this money to the docks at midnight and 
you know, otherwise I'm going to tell everyone who you are. And honestly, that I don't know either this or the last fight is like my favorite, yeah, goofy stuff that happens because yeah. Oh, whenever just when like the oil man, he shows up by like he's in the water and then the water turns into the oil and he like shoots out like a like a dolphin or something. <laughs> and it's really great. It's not only is it a reverse shot, but it's also just a dummy. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, my favorite really floppy dummy. Oh, that's oh. my favorite shot in the whole movie. Whenever it's supposed to be him jumping up onto a crane, but it's very clearly a dummy <laughs> falling from a crane. They just shot in reverse. It's great. Oh, oh, it's really and then, good. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like towards the end of the movie is you just start to see a lot more shots where it just kind of looks like a rubber suit and a little less mm-hmm. uh, oily, especially when um you know the cops uh, start to open fire on the maniac. I mean that, yeah, that will also happen if you cosplay as the oily maniac. So you gotta yeah, don't do that. Be careful. Don't don't do it. <laughs> and a lot of people still smoke, so you don't want to be walking around as the oily maniac and somebody just tosses their cigarette at you. That was what I was thinking the whole time. The movie is like he's. You guys know he's made of oil. You call him the oily maniac. Set him on fire. Yep. And they movie don't do over. it until and literally that's the way the movie ends is by him getting set on fire. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think oh, this man. like like you said though this encounter is pretty good and there are some like hints of some cool like fight choreography. Yeah. With the oily really maniac are. fighting amongst the group of people. Yeah. But also some like <laughs> I mean like so much of this movie it's like it's really interesting but also just like visually really gross and then, <laughs> The sound effects of the swords like going into his oily body sounds so squishy. It's just all like, oh, God, this has like no appeal. I mean, it's like schlocky and fun and I can't look away, but it's like just so it's so strange. Oh, we didn't call out like one of the I think one of the most villainous things he does. And this is in his like human form, like Willie Lee, like star that she is, invites him over to her place at eight and it cuts to the clock. This is some strange editing. Follow <laughs> mm-hmm. this. It cuts to her clock. Actually, no, I think it cuts to like a four frame shot of Curry and then to her clock. And it's, it's so 10 weird. o'clock. And he just shows up nonchalantly and he's like, oh, yeah, I already ate. Yeah, yeah I, ate, that's what I, I ate at my cousin's place and she made curry. I eat nobody else's curry. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have you guys ever heard of this? I know there's like some podcast where like uh, it's like a father and son. The little kid like writes all the stories or something, oh, and then that they sounds do, fun. They do sort of like voice perform it and like present it in this like serious form. Anyways, it's like this movie. It just feels like these actors are carrying this like kid written material. Or yeah, something. I, no, I, gotcha. I see what you mean. Or it seems like it was just like they wrote a script as a prank, and they're like, "I bet you can't make this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Let's do it." Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what ends up happening here though is that. Ah Jung finds out that the man that Ah Yu, his cousin, is going to be marrying, is actually using her. So like this, like sets him off, you know. And he's like, "Oh man, time to bust out the oily maniac again." And yeah, then they cut to the lawyer and that young man talking. So they've been in cahoots the whole time. And it's oh, and again, that stuff is like really strange. It's like he's being paid off to give up his girlfriend. That's not does what what do you mean? Like yep. it's super messed up. So like he, they end up luring his 
cousin to the factory and then the would-be rapist from earlier is there waiting for her and mm-hmm. then actually here he he gets what he wants and it's like yeah. really horrible like it is you're like dang are you seriously gonna do this movie oh yeah. you are doing it yeah oh man and whenever <laughs> and whenever she wakes up from it she literally kills herself like off screen yeah. but yeah, yeah and she that's... sees yeah, with this like hook that it's oh, yeah, yeah with like a hook it's like oof Oof. Right. So um, she sees that uh, the her lover talking to the man jet, that just raped her. So she realizes that. Yeah. And know, then also this the, horrible there, thing. I mean, it's like I feel like tone deaf isn't like we, there should be a new term for that kind of counter reality maniac <laughs> logic. But yeah. yeah these dudes so are like, like, oh, do you want to go out for a drink? It's like. It's so yeah. Weird. So like exploitation movies are usually you're watching it for the shock of it. And, you know, you get this sense with exploitation movies that they're winking at you, you know, like, oh, right, like this right. is what you're here for. But with these yeah. scenes, it just doesn't it just feels like they're just doing it like, oh, we have to put this in for the plot of the movie. And it's like, yeah. whoa, guys, you didn't have to actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, know, and it, also, it's like, it doesn't it doesn't like wean into the cruelty in terms of the tone. It's just kind of it's a little bit um, haphazard. It's yeah. Like... So Ah Young ends up uh, tracking all this down, and he sh- shows up at the factory, and he sees Ah Yu dead. So obviously, you know, yeah. Oily Maniac that stuff's time. gonna happen now. Yeah. And that's so, whenever um, he that's whenever he finds like the bubbling, boiling oil on this construction <laughs> site, and just starts like bucket like getting buckets of it and pouring it all over himself yeah so we actually see a lot of the um action crew here oh, too. Yeah. so you you ping is like uh swinging a pickaxe in this scene yeah. and um the other thing that's really funny to me about it is that one it's a construction site at the like the middle of the night they're like doing construction and everybody seems to be very casually dressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just wearing like just you know, wearing, like, white shirts and like shorts and, slacks. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but That's the the weird. scene that you guys are talking about is great because like yeah, he just dumps all this stuff on him. Then everybody's kind of like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on?" And then he dips himself into the the barrel and it's like there's this dramatic pause and everybody's like, "Oh, what what's happening right now?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden just abruptly, ah! like oily maniac shows up and everybody just starts freaking out and stumbling on each other to get away mm-hmm. it's super good yeah That's really good. really good uh, so yeah, um, he, ch- he, ch- he goes into like his puddle form and, and chases mm-hmm. them down which um, we didn't we didn't mention that the jaws theme is just straight up yeah. oily maniacs <laughs> theme yeah they straight up use the jaws theme like every There's chance cool they get to that it. pops up that they reuse a lot this like really kind of striking uh dissonant i was movies. actually looking into bernard herman's work in psycho because i was like is this something left over from that mm-hmm. or is this a cue maybe i'm it's not as familiar Herman-esque, with yeah yeah i i was actually gonna ask you about it beforehand but i don't know it, either way it's like the music in this movie is very very amusing in itself yeah <laughs> um but he tracks down the lawyer who's mm-hmm. like getting on with his his mistress in the car and the, and the oily maniac like hops basically on top of the car and we see like the gross oil like going over the windows it's kind of like you're in the car wash you know and it's yeah like, yeah like, like that suds only only an oily monster pops in the back seat and gouges <laughs> your head out and, yeah and there's like yeah a that's weird, really 
yeah, it's like an off-screen, but like you see like bits of the guy's head, like getting crushed. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's almost like he squashes a melon or something, which he very well might be doing because you don't quite get a look at it. So when he uh, stomps out that uh, evil doctor, that's another thing where it's like it looks oh, like dude. they use like a smushy head to yeah, when he stomps yeah. on her head. Yep. So yeah, all right, one more down. Uh, some more people to kill. So oily <laughs> maniac. Also has to rest. So what happens here is Lily Lee, who uh, in the movie, her name is Xiao Li. Um, she kind of has suspicions about him. So she shows up at his apartment and sees like the oily maniac pit, which <laughs> one thing in my brain was like, oh, please go into the pit so we can have like oily woman oh, versus like oily maniac. Frankenstein. And then they <laughs> oh, fight. Like, be. how awesome would that be? And if it so was, was Lily Lee fighting, like, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that would that's the that's the that's the sequel that would totally be a sequel to this movie like bride yeah. of oily maniac yeah. or something right we'll have to make that ourselves <laughs> <laughs> so she's yes. she's hiding and she sees him transform back to human and then he sees and this her. is when he walks in the like hard day hard day at work thing. yep it's super good. Boy, um, my beat, yeah. Yeah, so he sees her, blum, dun, dun, dun. You're the oily maniac. She's like, I kind of was suspecting it. And he's like... And then he takes a knife to her, like, right like, away. Yeah. yeah. She's are you going to kill me? He's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. I got two like, other people to kill. But you're going to kill me, please? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's something. He kind of has this kind of moment of weakness where he's like, I can't stop killing. You know, nothing can stop me. So you, you almost feel sympathy but at the same time you're like nah dude you're you're messed up <laughs> yeah it kind of just seems like he's trying to play off like putting a knife to her yeah yeah no what i meant was yeah <laughs> that's exactly how it feels yeah you're right well, we all know it's like the scissors rule you gotta you don't hold the handle and point <laughs> it at your friend or whatever <laughs> so the police are investigating again now that the lawyer's dead so at the office and they make a point to say the chief says Oh, I suspect everyone except for the guy with the crutches. <laughs> yeah. Which is I great. I actually li really like that beat. That was... Yeah, I thought that was really funny. But the other thing that I think is hilarious that uh, the lawyer is the Wooly Fat, right? So they have this written on the doors of the <laughs> office. I was about to but say they, about that. Yeah. Instead of saying F-A-T-T, it's F-A-R-T. So yeah. it's Wooly Fart. Yeah. Office. So the thing says Wooly Fart L Business. And, it's great. Oh, that's that's lovely. That's a screenshot. That's the cherry on top, man. <laughs> this movie is something else. So yeah, okay. We've got the back at the coconut oil factory. We're gonna get some uh uh some more killing, right? And then we got all this crew at the like I guess it's like the headquarters of the gang or or whatever they are, but it doesn't matter. But oily maniac shows up. And starts wrecking fools. And we get a lot of variety here. So you kind of yeah, get to see really all the different cool things. Yeah. So Oily Maniac is literally unstoppable. Like you can chop his yeah. arm off and it'll grow back. You can chop his, his head, head off. Yeah. You can, yeah. And, and it'll also grow back. Yeah. They introduce a lot of really cool stuff here that I almost wish that they had kind of showed a little earlier in the movie. But I guess it adds, yeah, it has a really cool dimension here. Right. Um, and he's and taking yeah, on he like, can spray like, oil. Yeah, he can spray oil on people. He's taking on like 10 guys at a time and and fighting them all off. It's a good scene. Yeah, here's another scene where I'm like, man, I know I know those Yun 
brothers are hanging out here, they should have been like, yo, can we just maybe do a backflip or like, you know, some roundhouse kicks or <laughs> <Right>. something? <laughs> yeah, you can tell they're itching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Dude, but, I would love to see a movie. I don't know, like a like what the disaster artist is to the room. Like, I would just love it. Like, even if you have to just invent everything wholesale. Yeah, this this like, is there's like some, there's some little that. like kid like run run shaw's nephew or something that was given full run of this movie i don't know what <laughs> oh man Maybe run but run yeah, shaw's so... angsty 14 year old son yeah, instead totally. of a little kid because some of this is very like 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 you said very like i guess misogynistic for lack of a better word um <laughs> But this scene's not. This scene's just lots of fun and spraying oil mm-hmm. people, people cutting off his arms and they grow back, cut off the head and they grow back. So he does get to kill the um, the rapist here. His name mm-hmm. was Tin Choi Yang. So um, one down, one to go. Chen Fu Shin is the, the young man that kind of set her to death, basically. Mm-hmm. So now he arrives at the coconut oil factory for our final sequence. And it's actually kind of interesting because instead of showing up as the oily maniac, he uh, shows up as Ah Yung and he's kind yeah, of taunting with his him. Yeah, crutches, which is like really intense. Yeah. Yeah, this is a cool sequence. It was. And they have them all marked up like as if he just changed back to normal. And um, right, right. Uh, Chen Shin it, has a gun, so it's kind of dangerous situation yeah. for our main character, actually. It kind of made me feel like, it kind of reminded me of, like, film noir at first, because, like, you see him oh, sure. standing there, like, hiding behind all these, like, basically like this the maze. end of Double Indemnity or something. Yeah, and he's, like, there's looking around this, like, maze of, of burlap sacks, and, like, you see the silhouette of Ah uh, Young walking down, and, like, the shadow of him off the screen as he's, like, tracking him down. Yeah, this is some great. And yeah, I love there's that shot when um, the villain points his revolver like really close to the camera and it's almost this comic book kind of frame. Yeah, it's really great. But then he makes the he makes the critical mistake of instead of just don't want to do instead of just oh, like it's his factory, right? Yeah. Like why? Why does he want to shoot the tubs (laughs) of oil? Yeah. The dude wants oil and it's your fact okay yeah. <laughs> and he but it is yeah it's crazy yeah it's really cool though because he shoots the tubs of oil the oil spreads all over uh all over ah young and he just kind of like laps it up and and there's this really really cheesy effect where it's like it's like he dissolves as yeah. as ah young and then reappears as the oily maniac oh and we we should have said like he also shot a young point blank mm-hmm. uh, multiple times uh, round after round right next to these giant tubs of oil. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think the best way to watch the end of this movie is like, uh, I would say right around this spot here to put a like reverse count, like a countdown clock in the corner. Um, I know that I, sorry, I was, I couldn't help but notice it as I was watching and it's like, Oh, two minutes. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and, wow. sp- and then you can make like a little, uh, like have a little an alarm beep or chime or something at like the one minute mark. Yeah. And the 45 second mark, it really doesn't seem like you could end the movie here, but it's coming yeah. right up. And that's, that's again, we haven't, we've watched a lot of more recent movies in the past few times. So it's great to get back to the, wow, a lot of stuff's happening and there's literally a minute and a half left. Like, 
what's what's gonna happen <laughs> so what happens is that the police show up in the middle of this confrontation oily mania gets his kill so he gets his bitter revenge, but he can't be stopped. He still is attacking everyone around him. And the police start shooting at him. And we get to see uh, Yun Chun Yan and Yun Wu Ping again. And Lily Lee's character, Xiao Li, is there. And what she ends up doing is grabbing like a hot, it's like a flaming stick, basically, yeah. and jabs him with it. And we get Flaming Maniac now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Oily Maniac erupts into and his flames. Screams are, and he's yeah, screaming the whole time. After the and movie. he's, yeah, writhing and he lays on the ground, rolling around. And actually, it's really cool. They have this almost like a freeze frame and then they replace it with like, I don't know, ash or some type of. So there's a cool effect of him basically burning to a crisp. And um, we don't get a freeze frame here, but I think this is like one of the coolest end titles. Yeah. Because it's just her in despair and the police. And then it's just the oily maniac kind of blowing in away in the wind mm-hmm. as it says the end. It's, yeah. It's really cool. Actually, oh, pretty dramatic. Yeah, ashes. It's very dramatic. Yeah. And I should say, too, that the the after the opening crawl there's the actual logo of oily maniac and that's really cool it's like oh, almost cool. looks it like, like slime or something yeah. it's really good it looks kind of carved or like out of yeah way or something it was, yeah, totally it was that, that title was great yeah. and it dissolves yeah mm-hmm. so yeah all right we made it through oily maniac Whew. guys I love at the end of your notes, Carlos just says, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, this this movie's it's it's kind of a weird recommend because it's fun, but it's also super problematic. But yeah, you need a lot of warnings. And one thing I can say is this. This should never be a date movie. No, <laughs> no, you're like, know that your your significant other is a. Is he like a like a schlock fiend and then watch yeah. the movie? You really gotta know who you're gonna watch it with. But I I would say that actually Joanna doesn't watch all the movies that I go over for the show. But we actually really but did have a good time watching. This no, she like she likes horror movies, and I told her how ridiculous a lot of it was. Mm-hmm. So like nice. she was really into it, and we had a really good time. Yeah. Oh, dude, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, what what else? She really liked Endiran, of course. Of course. And oh, yeah. she watched 36 Chamber, not all of it, but much of it with me. So The only, yeah. the only one that I've watched with Kelly was uh, Crouching Tiger. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's I didn't watch that with Joanna, but she she owned it before I did, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, cheers to Halloween, guys. Yeah, Here we are. for real. Yeah. Wow. That, is a, that is a movie. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I, I, I will say it's like I feel I feel so fortunate to have watched this movie for mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah, I, like you guys are saying, it's weird to say you'd recommend it. But uh, if you know someone that's interested in schlocky or bizarre cinema or yeah, um, they like Shaw Brothers films or other classic Kung Fu or Hong Kong cinema or whatever, it's a super unique movie for both good reasons and bad reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Never, I, I will never forget the oil. <laughs> awesome. Certainly not. <laughs> well, thank you so much for watching this show. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, then please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, check us out on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Heroes, the number three podcast. 
Uh, thank you to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there. Also, really quick before uh, we end, yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to another Kung Fu podcast. It's the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. So I was I had a little bit of an interaction with them. Um, there was a man looking for a film and I recognized the film as Executioners from Shaolin. So I kind of uh, communicated that with Ben Johnson, the host of the podcast. Oh, and nice. he was very kind enough to give us a shout out on the latest episode. Oh, so awesome. oh, yeah, thanks. thank you to the Kung Fu Movie Guide and thank you to Ben Johnson. Like cool stuff. Check out that podcast. I think uh, you know, we kind of tend to stay with older stuff. We do kind of dabble with a little bit of newer movies. But uh, if you want to keep up to date with the world of uh, action cinema and uh, hear some really good interviews with a lot of the stars and people behind the movies, Kung Fu Movie Guide is a, a great place to check out. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we are going to be continuing and I guess kind of finishing up our look at Halloween-y stuff next week. So, Marty, what's our training for next week? Yeah, we're going to be looking at a genuine Hong Kong classic. This is 1985's Mr. Vampire, uh, directed by Ricky Lau, uh, produced by Sammo, yeah. great Golden Harvest uh, film, and a special showcase for its uh, lead actor, Lam Ching Ying, mm -hmm. who we've encountered on the podcast before. Uh, I think first time we met him was on Magnificent Butcher. But yeah, I cannot wait to watch this together. Um in some ways kind of a follow-up to the tone of spooky encounters so great mix of kung fu action and... we're gonna get to see some jiangshi some hopping vampires oh, yeah. again. <laughs> very glad to see that yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> well until next week whenever we are taking a look at mr vampire i'm matthew i'm marty i'm carlos and we are the heroes three remember your training <laughs>